this episode of Rock Down South, we sit down with Ryan Hahn and the Believers. This is a fun and pretty wide-ranging conversation, so you definitely don't want to miss this one. We hope you all enjoy. Let's go. Hey, y'all. This is Ryan Hahn from Ryan Hahn and the Believers, and you're listening to Rock Down South. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rock Down South, your home for rock and country music. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ryan from the rock band Ryan Hahn and the Believers. And Ryan is a super interesting guy. He's from Kentucky and has this really cool career, both inside and outside of music. He's got a brand new single out called Little Town from his upcoming EP titled From the Country to the Concrete. We talk a bit about his background, the new singles, and how he juggles a full-time corporate job while being a musician. So without further ado, here's the show. What's up, Ryan? How you doing today, man? Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for jumping on. This is going to be a fun one. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it, man. Uh, I think I heard you're originally from Kentucky. Is that right? That is correct. Kentucky boy. Kentucky. Okay, cool. Where in Kentucky? Um, I grew up in a little town called Lawrenceburg, right in between Lexington and Louisville. Our kind of claim to fames are we... uh, we have four roses bourbon and wild turkey bourbon that's made in our town oh really wow yeah i love four roses yeah it's my it's my favorite yeah it's a tiny little town but we got a couple big you know it's kentucky so these little towns got some big bourbon wild turkey is it matthew mcconaughey still involved with them he is he is he actually a, a couple years ago went around our town giving away thanksgiving turkeys to <laughs> giving turkeys to people um all the women got up that morning and put all their makeup on and got all ready just just in case he might show up <laughs> it's hilarious yeah i remember they put out like a big press release he talked about it that he was the new creative director for the brand and was really yeah. involved at the time yeah i mean he's not been i don't know that he's been there that often but i'm pretty sure he's still you know still involved with stuff that's awesome so from kentucky uh i heard you're in la now Yep, moved to LA 18 years ago. Okay, cool. So yeah, long, long trip out here back in, I think, 2005. And what was the genesis of that move? Um, You know, grew up tiny little town. Uh, my band, when I was about 17, we got an independent record deal um, and got picked up on some pretty solid tours in 2004. We played like 165 shows through 2004. Um, and it was like a, you know, Christian rock band. Um, and then just kind of spending that year traveling around the country, kind of seeing the world outside of my little bubble. Um, and at the same time, kind of starting to want to expand my music a little bit outside of just, you know, this specific Christian genre. I just sort of decided to, up and move out to LA and see, see what happened. Nice. And I lasted nice. 18 years. So I guess, <laughs> I guess it worked. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So let's get into the background a little bit. Uh, but even before that, tell us a little bit about the background growing up in Kentucky and uh, when did you start playing music? Yeah. I mean, I grew up uh, on a tobacco farm. My, my grandfather um, had has raised tobacco since, you know, the fifties, um, so we had 52 acres out in Lawrenceburg, um, out by the river. Um, we grew tobacco and raised beef cattle. Um, so grew up 
on the farm all my childhood playing sports all that kind of thing um and then when i was about four, 13 or 14 um one of my buddy's dad started the first like contemporary church in our town that had a band and everything um so it was like kind of just the first sunday where i'd been to a church where I was seeing people rock out. It would happen to be Bobby Baldwin who played guitar for deep purple for a little while. Um, and kind of just saw him playing and felt the spirit and decided I wanted to, wanted to do the same thing. So, so I asked my parents if I could start getting some guitar lessons and the rest was history from there. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I remember the church days and the, the talent that would come through there. I went to a pretty large contemporary church and so many people got their chops, you know, doing, doing the music and doing the, you know, rock music that they would do, um, through there. And of course, you know, it was a good time to grow up. Like during that time, I'm a little, probably, I might be uh, a graduated high school in 07. So I might've been a little bit behind you, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of the time where people were, you know, getting good by playing in the contemporary bands at the church. A lot of the guys that, you know, that I've played with over the years, some of the best players, I mean, 80% of the time they, they came out of church. Yeah, it's a great place to hone the talent of uh, of young kids and everything. So that makes a whole lot of sense why you were in a touring band, I think, when you said you were 17. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the great thing about, you know, my church, and I'm sure most of them are like that, is, you know, kind of as soon as I, I was even uh, playing the most rudimentary kind of stuff on guitar, you know, they gave me the opportunity to get up there. And there's nothing better than, you know, you can sit and have lessons with somebody, but actually being on stage playing with these people who've got years of experience over you, I think is, you know, there's no better way to learn than just kind of getting thrown into the deep end like that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm thinking about all the interviews I've done. It seems like the people that had an early start like that and playing live, it all came through maybe playing, you know, in front of their youth group or things like that. So and the people that didn't, you know, either they were savants and they, you know, were super talented and for some reason bars booked them to play when they were, you know, 14 or 15, uh, but they yep. usually was not the case. Yeah, I man, that's one good thing about playing and being in the church is where there was no uh, shortage of venues or places that would let you play. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. So you started playing with the group early age of 17, then moved out to LA. And then I know you have a full-time job at a pretty interesting company. Tell me about that and how that came about. Yes. I might, you know, my kind of day job is I'm a senior product development manager for um, guest clothing, um, guest jeans. Um, and I work for their brand partnerships division, which we get to do all like the kind of special projects and cool little collaborations and stuff like that. Um, but that kind of came about just, I was a graphic designer as a teenager. And when I moved out to LA, just, scrounging trying to find a job somewhere um when i was 21 i actually got hired at guess as a graphic designer and then just over the years i've kind of you know moved around jobs in the industry and kind of settled on loving to do the product development side because that's kind of the more technical you know we can take these just ideas that are in people's heads and actually turn it into a tangible item um, and getting to do that for a company like guess is you know it's not bad for a, for a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I work in advertising a little bit with, uh, some brands and, um, those jobs are not the easiest to come by. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be good at what you do, especially if you came from a design background. So, uh, I think that's super cool. 
yep, it's, I mean, it's, it still gets to be creative and, and all that, you know, but it's definitely, and I'm sure you understand the challenge of kind of balancing that responsibility with, you know, these passions that are a little bit more than just, just a hobby, you know, cause I definitely don't look at, at my music as just, you know, the hobby that I do after work. It's, you know, it's my main thing. The, the job just kind of supplements it and helps fund, you know, what I'm doing musically. For a lot of people, you know, they have to have full-time jobs. A job like yours definitely requires a lot of input and a lot of bandwidth. For sure. For sure. It's, you know, I'm definitely in a place with a, with a lot of responsibility, a lot of things I have to deal with, you know, there. So it's always a challenge to balance it, but you know, the music keeps me happy and, and to, you know, be able to do a job that I still, you know, enjoy kind of helps, but you know, there's only so much, so much time in the day to kind of do everything. (laughs) So what would your advice be to maybe somebody coming up and maybe somebody that's just graduated college or maybe they got a degree, but they're looking to do music. Would you recommend that they just dive headfirst into the music or would you work something smaller while they're still young? Or would you advise that they, maybe they still get into their career, but doing music on the side until they get traction? Well, you know, for me, a lot of that kind of depends on sort of what your intention is with the music. A lot of it has to do with where you're physically like geographically living um you know for me living moving to los angeles away from my family kind of away from my support system i didn't really have much choice but to you know sort of split my time trying to find a good job that could keep me living there um you know if if i was going to give advice to a young person my my advice would be if you're able to financially you know, reduce your expenses, go for the music full time, you know, put, put it in completely. You know, I had, I had, I gone, if I could go back, I mean, I don't know that I would change my decision. Cause you know, I have met my wife out here, you know, lots of good things have happened out here, but you know, had I known how much I was going to have to spend working out here in Los Angeles, you know, I might have, you know, decided to maybe stay back home where things were a little less expensive. You know, I had that support system. Um, but you know, I think if you're able to go for it all the way, you know, I mean, at least you said you tried. And I mean, I, and I definitely did that in my twenties for a couple of years as well. Um, so I think you've got to at least give it a go. That's awesome. So before we get into the new singles, let's talk about your sound. Um, Cause I was listening to a bunch of your music and uh, I think there's some variety in the sound um, from like, you know, Appalachian folk, a little bit of country Americana, some classic rock. And I think uh, you've had some what of a eighties kind of hard rock sound and uh, never take me alive. Yep. Yep. That off the first record. Yeah. I mean um, you know, my, my first record was definitely, I mean, my music's all pretty eclectic. The first record, I was for sure still kind of trying to find my perspective and find my voice a little bit. So that first record definitely holds on to a little bit more of that really kind of hard rock world that I came from in my twenties. Um, this new record is still quite eclectic anywhere from, you know, kind of the Appalachian acoustic sort of thing to the more classic rock sort of vibe. But for me with my music, I just really don't want to, um, go into writing songs and be like, this is the sound I've got to have, you know? So for me, it's much more kind of the Tom Petty school where it's kind of like, if it's coming, if I'm singing it, I'm writing the lyrics, I'm coming from the same perspective. And I love so much other kind of music. I want to, I want to be able to explore different genres and 
And then it's a challenge, but I think it's fun to find ways to make sure that they're still cohesive together. But that's something I always loved about Tom Petty is you could go from a song like Southern Accents to a song like Honeybee to his tunes that have like the whole 60s doo-wop sort of feel to it. But it all it all is very much Tom Petty, you know? Yeah, that, that's what I noticed about the music is though the sound did change a bit, you know what I mean? Nothing was dra- so drastic. It did sound like you still, you know, singing and playing. And it didn't sound like a completely other group, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then let's talk about the brand new single that you have out, Little Town. I think you sing about Man from Kentucky, and it has, of course, that Appalachian feel. Yep, that one's kind of all about, um, you know, where I grew up, you know, tiny little small town, two stoplights downtown, a, you know, quaint little courthouse. Um, and then it, you know, talks about some of the things, you know, as I've gotten older and maybe some of my, you know, I hate to use this word, but maybe some of my political leanings have changed a little. And just seeing some of the things um, that I have seen over the last few years, not not from a large portion of people, but, you know, it's sort of just the last little section of the song kind of shows some of my frustration at seeing people not just showing that Southern hospitality all the time down there, seeing a little bit more hate than I was used to growing up as a kid. And, you know, I want, I want where I'm, I'm so proud of where I come from. And I, you know, I know the good people there and I know how much love's down there and how sweet all those folks are. So I hate that there's, you know, always a few people that are giving folks down there a bad name. So that song's, you know, kind of the challenge of how I'm proud of coming from there, but, but then sort of my issue with, with some of the things that I see culturally. Very interesting. And you released another single not too long ago, All Right. And I like that one as well. It sounds a little bit more classic rock, uh, maybe a little bit of a CCR or a Tom Petty feel. Well, you just named off two of my, my favorite artists of all time, so I will definitely <laughs> take that. Um yeah, that one's definitely more of a more of an upbeat kind of song. It's, you know, that one's really just all about how life is tough for all of us in some way. We always have bad days, you know, things are going good, something bad happens. None of us can escape that. Um, but it's just about if we focus on the things and the people that we love, um, hold those those things very close to us, then, you know, we can get through those tough times pretty easy maybe not always easy, but we'll get through it. Um, as long as we've, we just focus on the, on the things that make us happy. And I think both those songs are coming from the upcoming album from the country to the concrete. Tell us about that album. Correct. Yeah. That, uh, that new album, the full album drops on May 19th. Um, and this record for the most part is kind of, um, it's pretty autobiographical kind of about my journey from, from little farm kid in Kentucky to, to out here in Los Angeles and some of the hardships that happened, like we were talking earlier about the having to balance the work life and the, you know, the passion life. Um, there's a song on the record called hard life. That's literally about, you know, me working a full day, being tired as hell and just wanting to come home and write a song and wash off all the stress from the day and talks about how those of us that, decide we want to do these types of things in our life, whether it's, you know, being an artist of any kind, music, acting, any of that kind of stuff. Um, we really don't have any room to complain about how tough the journey is because we we knew it going into it. I don't think there's a single person that, that decided to play music or act or do anything like that um, that didn't know it was going to be hard. So 
we just kind of got to suck it up and, and do what we've got to do to, to move it forward. So what do you traditionally like to listen to? And then what are you hooked on lately listening to? I know you already kind of mentioned maybe you liked the uh, Tom Petty or the CCRs traditionally. Yeah. I mean, traditionally, definitely, you know, 60s, 70s, classic rock and country from, you know, anywhere from the sixties up to the, the early nineties. You know, I grew up on a lot of eighties, nineties, hard rock. Alice in Chains was, you know, definitely one of my favorite bands growing up. Probably one of the bands I've spun songs from more than any, um, you know, lately, lately I've really been enjoying seeing all the stuff that's happening in the independent country scene, you know, talking about being from Kentucky, there's, there's so many amazing new artists coming up out of there. Um, and it's just, it's nice to see some real country music from real folks coming out there. That sounds like real music. It's just a shame that it's not getting, you know, picked up with some of the bigger outlets, but you know, there's, there's not really a country music, uh, major radio station anymore. It's all just pop music at this point. <laughs> You're talking about like the Tyler Childers of the world and people like that. Exactly. Tyler, Tyler Childers. There's this, um, artist named Ian No out of Kentucky guys like Sturgill and even Chris Stapleton, who's been the one who's been able to kind of cross over a little bit. Um, but I still think he holds all those traditional country music values at heart, you know, guys like Chris Christopherson and Merle and all those guys, you know, Zach Bryan's kind of making some waves though right now. Yep. Yep. He's got, he's got a great, he's got a great thing that he just connects with his, his fans on a, on a really, really special level that I think a lot of artists struggle to do. So these next questions are what we close with and ask everyone. So first question, what would you tell your 21 year old self? Um, me personally, I probably would have told my 21 year old self to put more focus on your own music. Um, as I spent much of my twenties, you know, hired gun playing with a lot of other artists and things. Um, I think I would have got a lot more out of just kind of not worrying about that and just hunkering down on kind of developing my own stuff. Um, maybe I wouldn't be, you know, 38, just getting my second record out at that point. <laughs> Next question. What are you drinking lately? And if you don't drink alcohol, it can be anything refreshing you like to drink. Um, I mean, my, my go-to is, you know, either a Miller Lite or a Guinness and then, you know, Jameson or Four Roses or Woodford Reserve. That's kind of my, my three options. Those are good options. Pretty similar to what I drink. Yeah. Jameson's the easy one. If I'm wanting to get, you know, get, nice and real drunk on the night, I'll, I'll stick to the Jameson. I mean, it's just so easy to drink. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's like the Miller light of whiskey, you know? <laughs> so as you know, this is rock down South. So what is something, or maybe a couple things that come to mind that you love about the South? Uh, I mean, right off the bat, I just have to say the people and the food and it's the most beautiful place in, in, in the world to me down there especially central Kentucky. Well, you heard it from Ryan. He lives in LA and he says the South is the prettiest. There we go. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for Ryan for being a part of the show today. Where can people find to connect with you online? Thank you so much, man. They can find me on a, you know, if they just look up Ryan Hahn and the believers on um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, all the places. We're on Spotify, Apple music, 
Um, you can go to ryanhawnandthebelievers.com. It'll have all the links and stuff there, but pretty much anywhere you can just search, search Ryan Hahn and the Believers and, and we'll be there. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I had a really good time talking with Ryan. Not only is he a cool guy, but he's a super hard worker that shows you you can pursue music and have a full-time job at the same time if you're willing to work hard enough. Can't wait to hear more music from him here in the future. So make sure to go follow Ryan Hahn and the Believers on all of their social media pages and check out the latest single titled Little Town from the upcoming EP from the Country to the Concrete. You can find all our content at rockdownsouth.com and make sure to go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. Leave us a five-star review if you can. We would really appreciate it. And as always, the views and opinions expressed by our guests are theirs and don't necessarily reflect our own. I'm Mark, and you've been listening to Rock Down South. See y'all next time.